Welcome to the Every Believer Witness podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping ordinary believers start and or grow better in sharing their faith. This is Dennis Nunn, the developer of Every Believer Witness, and today we're continuing some of the most helpful things that we've ever taught as we've traveled around the country. And that is, we want to talk more about defeating fear. Unquestionably, fear is one of the greatest deterrents that many believers experience to sharing their faith. In last podcast, we begin to look at how do you overcome your fear? And we learn three principles. Number one, understand that fear is normal. If you experience fear in witnessing, you're not a bad person or sorry Christian. You're normal. It's a normal human emotion. Number two, ask friends to pray for you. Just overcome your pride and ask people in your church, other believers, to put you on their prayer list and pray that you'll be bold in sharing your faith and you won't let fear stop you. Number three is expect to face opposition. If I'm walking down the hallway and my wife jumps out and goes, boo, it might scare me. But if I know she's there and I know she's going to jump out, I'm not afraid when she does jump out and go boo. So if we expect to face opposition, it's not going to be as big a deterrent. Today, we want to learn some more things to do that will help us be bold in sharing our faith and defeat fear. The number four thing to do is focus on your rewards. Focus on your rewards. I heard Bruce Wilkinson say many years ago that God uses three methods of motivation in the Bible, retribution, relationship, and rewards. When you think about retribution, he promises punishment. Bad things are going to happen for disobedience. Sometimes he uses the motivation of relationship. In the Old Testament, he kept telling Israelites they were his people and he was their God. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. But then Bruce pointed out that more than these two, not only in the New Testament, but in the Old, God used the motivation of rewards, promising rewards for the behavior, the conduct, the living, the love that he expects from us. And rewards that God promises for believers really fall into two categories. There are eternal rewards. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.8, the man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose, and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. Now, when he's talking about planting, he doesn't mean planting corn and beans. He's talking about planting the seed of the Word of God, planting the gospel. And he said, the man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose. In other words, you share the gospel with someone, I come along and share. We have one purpose. We want to see them come to know Jesus. And then it says, each will be, that's future tense, will be rewarded according to his own labor. And later in that chapter, he talks about the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat, the rewards table. We just finished the Olympics in Japan. And during the Olympics, they would run different special interest stories. And they would talk about how some Olympian overcame physical problems or financial problems or great adversities. And they were able to do it because they dreamed of being an Olympic champion, of being on the platform and getting a gold, a silver, a bronze medal. You know, they're going to be spiritual gold, silver, and bronze medals given out to believers in Christ for sharing their faith. 
But I love it. God not only promises eternal rewards, he promises earthly rewards. In the NIV, Paul wrote to Philemon in verse 6 and said, I pray you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Now, notice he didn't say, I want you to be active in sharing your faith so people come to Christ, though they will. He didn't want to say, I want you to be active in sharing your faith because it's an obedient thing to do, though it is. He said, I want you to be active in sharing your faith so you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. The Bible says that if I am a believer, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. The same is true of you. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And this verse in Philemon 6 says, the more I'm sharing my faith, the more I'm going to understand how glorious, how wonderful it is to be a child of the King. I had a pastor friend in Texas. When I taught this, he said, God will bless anyone who brags on his son, and he will. So when you're fearful, be thinking about not only eternal, but earthly rewards you're going to get for sharing your faith. Here's another thing that you can do and should do. Forsake the, quote, win them, end quote, mentality. Forsake the win them mentality. America's consumed with winning and winners. I don't have to tell you this. If I ask who won the Super Bowl in any church, some people are going to know. If I ask which college team won the conference or won the national championship, people are going to know America loves winning. Now, if we're not careful, we'll take this same concept of it's about results over into the area of sharing our faith. Paul wrote, to the church at Corinth, and he said this in 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 7. They, by the way, let me set the context. They were very divided over individuals. Some people said, boy, I tell you, I love Paul. He came and shared the gospel. Others were saying, oh, Apollos can preach so much better than Paul. And others, well, Peter, boy, he is so bold. Uh, and so Paul's trying to help them see it's not about individuals. And he says this in chapter 3, verse 5. What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. See, here's the fact. You can't make someone trust Christ. I can't argue. I can't debate. I can't quote enough Bible verses. We cannot convince people to trust Jesus Christ. They're family members. I'd love to just shake them and make them trust Christ, but that won't work. Before I was saved, I was a salesman. I've had a lot of people who know that say to me since I've become a preacher, oh, you're still a salesman. You're just selling a different product. And I know what they mean. But actually, that is totally erroneous when it comes to sharing Christ. You see, salvation is not for sale. It's a free gift. It's not cheap. It costs God his son, Christ his life. But it's free. And then when I was selling printing equipment, my company cared about one thing. How many deals did you close this week? They didn't care how many sales calls I made, how many people I talked to. They wanted to know how many deals did I close. And now... On the converse, when I go out talking to folks about Jesus, 
It's not about how many deals did I close, because I can't close the deal. You can't close the deal. Only the Holy Spirit can close the deal. So rather than focusing on closing the deal, it's about how many people did I talk to. It's about just being faithful day in and day out on sharing the gospel with everyone I can. Not being concerned about the response that they give. See, our job sharing, God's job is saving. Our our job is, is just giving the good news. God's responsible for the results. One of my favorite parables in the Bible is in Matthew 13 and Mark 4, where Jesus tells about a sower, S-O-W-E-R, who went out to sow. So here's a farmer sowing some seed. And he said, uh, some seed fell on the path, birds came and ate it up. Some seed fell on shallow soil, boy, it sprang up quick, but sun came out, didn't have any root, it died. Some seed fell among thorns and they grew and choked the word and it became unfruitful. He said, but some seed fell on good soil. And that seed brought forth fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100 times as much. That's why someone has made this statement. It's the condition of the soil, not the skill of the sower. We want to be sharing the gospel. We want to be as pleasant and engaging and winsome as we can be. But the fact is, it's not based on how winsome or how well we share it's the condition of the soil where the seed falls. I love it when I share the gospel and people respond and trust Jesus Christ. I really do. I hope you get to experience that a lot. But the fact is, we don't have any control over that. Our job is to share. Now, I will say there's one allied principle in the scripture. It's called the principle of sowing and reaping. And that is, the more you sow, the more you reap. And interestingly enough, the more times I sow the seed of the gospel, more of it falls on good soil. Do you struggle with fear when you think about sharing your faith, when you have the opportunity to share your faith? <laughs> I know the answer to that question. Most of us do. And so I hope you'll remember the next time you want to share, which I pray will be very soon, and you're experiencing fear, focus on your rewards. There are going to be blessings for you in heaven and on earth for doing that. And then this will really help forsake the wind mentality. Don't focus on how the person's going to respond. That's God's responsibility. Focus on faithfully, lovingly sharing the good news of our lovely Lord Jesus, what he's done for us and what he'll do for them if they want him to. I hope this has been very helpful to you today. I want to encourage you to join us for our next podcast. I'm going to give you the final two things to do to defeat fear and witnessing. If this podcast has been a help and encouragement, a blessing, please get the word out. Let all your friends know about it, if you would, in every way that you can. And if you have questions, you want to discuss things, you can contact us at info, I-N-F-O, at ebaw.org. Thank you and God bless.